This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. Virtually every state has laws regulating so-called drug paraphernalia. In many cases, those laws stand in the way of volunteers attempting to save the lives of people who really just want to know what it is they're consuming. Jeff Singer is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. We discussed how these laws might be fixed to reduce drug overdose deaths and allow people to work together to address problems of addiction. We're recording this uh, discussion in Nolens, Louisiana, for the Cato Institute State Health Policy Summit. And uh, you walk up and down Bourbon Street, and you see a lot of people trying to sell you shots or uh, any number of other items. But there are stores uh, in this area that would be more than happy to sell you uh, items made of various materials for the the clear purpose of consuming illegal drugs. And uh, they're not selling you drugs. They're selling you products to make the consumption of those drugs easier or more convenient or more pleasurable somehow. Um, but again, this is these are not per se illegal products because they're being sold in, in uh, storefronts. So what you know what governs that? Well, that's called drug paraphernalia laws or prohibitions. Um, when the Controlled Substance Act was passed in 1970, 71, um, the, uh, um, the Drug Enforcement Administration started encouraging states to pass uh, drug paraphernalia laws. On the federal level, it's against the law to knowingly transport, exchange, sell uh, various par- paraphernalia across state lines. So the, the, the federal government's role simply is regarding crossing state lines. But because of that, uh, the Drug Enforcement Administration in- encouraged states to set up their own intrastate restrictions on drug paraphernalia. And uh, every state except Alaska has done so. Um, and of course, what do you define as drug paraphernalia? Well, depending on, on each state, when they pass their law, making it illegal to consume, use, um, uh, sell, trade, drug paraphernalia that's defined as uh, uh, devices that are used to test drugs and drug purity or to consume the drugs or to make the drugs. So state definitions include things like blenders, bowls, mixing devices uh, that compound control substances. Uh, In some states, uh, drug paraphernalia includes scales, and balances that weigh uh, or measure controlled substances, and various items that can be potentially used to facilitate drug use. Um, Out of the 49 states in the District of Columbia that have these drug paraphernalia laws, uh, 40 of them define drug paraphernalia to include syringes, and 45 include testing materials, uh, a common testing material these days is fentanyl test strips, which, as we know, the uh, fentanyl is so prominent right now among drug overdose deaths. It's nice to be able to test what you purchased in the black market to see if it contains fentanyl and adjust your plans on as to how to use it accordingly. But many states consider that, in fact, 43 states consider that drug paraphernalia. You could actually get arrested for handing out a fentanyl test strip to someone. Uh, four, four states... Uh, limit syringes, but not testing materials. Uh, Nine states limit purity testing equipment, but not syringes. 
Only South Carolina excludes syringes and testing materials from its definition of drug paraphernalia so that while technically it's, it's not uh, legal to hand out fentanyl test strips or clean syringes uh, to drug users, it's not, it's not illegal and it's not legal. It's sort of in that no man's land. So it's not prohibited. So in, in a state like uh, South Carolina, harm reduction organizations that want to hand out fentanyl test strips or syringes um, are not stopped from doing so. Um, but in many states, and, and this is the point of a, of a paper that I wrote with Sophia Heimowitz back in uh, June of 2022, these drug paraphernalia laws actually are what's standing in a way of harm reduction programs. So you have... Uh, you know, at this point, it's become a, a virtual consensus of every single public health organization, this, this, the CDC, uh, the National Institute on Drug Abuse, uh, the Surgeon General, uh, all have come to the conclusion that what used to be called needle exchange programs, but are now called syringe services programs or SSPs, are definitely helpful. The current uh, drug czar, Dr. Gupta, uh, in the Biden administration is encouraging them as well. Uh, a couple of years ago, the former Surgeon General under President Trump, Jerome Adams, was traveling around the country encouraging states to, to allow for syringe services programs. But the problem is, in order to do that, you have to make modifications or carve-outs or something in your state drug paraphernalia law. Because if you're going to set up an organization, if an organization is going to try to set up a program that hands out clean syringes. And by the way, the reason it's called syringe services programs is because they're not just doing clean syringes anymore. They're handing out naloxone so that uh, if you or a person you're using with overdoses, you could reverse it. They're handing out fentanyl test strips. They're offering testing for HIV and hepatitis. And if you're positive, referring you for help. So that's why they call it syringe services programs. And they're also offering you, if you want help, counseling. So anyway, if you wanted to set that up, well, if, if it's against the law to hand out syringes because that's drug paraphernalia or test strips, then you have a problem. So uh, we got this kind of catch-22 where the federal government encouraged states to have drug paraphernalia laws, and now is encouraging states to have syringe services programs, which are hampered by drug paraphernalia laws. Um, Alaska, that's not a problem uh, because there's no drug paraphernalia laws. So there's an organization we had... Uh, a conference on this. Uh, they they've had um, a harm reduction organization in Anchorage, Alaska, for uh, at least twenty years. I I asked the director of that, "Do you have any problems from the state government in doing what you're doing?" And she said, "That that's never been our problem. Our problem is we're way up here in Alaska. It's getting the supplies that we want to hand out to people up here. That's the the challenge, not the not interference by, from law enforcement. There are different ways in which uh, states." if they want to facilitate harm reduction, which now seems to be across the political spectrum, everybody's realizing the value of this. Um, so one way to do it is is to, obviously the ideal way to do it is to uh, repeal all drug paraphernalia laws. That's the best way, because now you have no obstacle to setting up harm reduction programs. Actually, if you want to get even more ideal, is legalize all drugs, because then all these drugs uh, will be able to be sold safely in a marketplace. Yeah, who needs a test you, yeah. strip for fentanyl right. when I, you're buying stuff uh, behind the counter exactly. uh, at a pharmacy? I don't need a test strip for fentanyl when I buy whiskey at the uh, uh, at the liquor store. 
uh, to make sure it's not laced with fentanyl when I buy it because it's legal and it's you know legally regulated. So that the ideal solution actually is to treat all these illicit drugs the same way we treat alcohol. And of course, you're going to have restrictions regarding uh, only for adults and all that kind of thing. Um, but if you can't do that, then we, all the states that have drug paraphernalia laws, which means the other 49 states plus the District of Columbia, should uh, repeal them. Short of that, at least uh, pass laws that allow exceptions to your drug paraphernalia laws so that syringe services programs can exist. Currently, four states implicitly allow syringe service programs because they don't have any law against it. Uh, one, obviously, is Alaska that I just mentioned, South Carolina, Oregon, and Wisconsin. And those four states, there's no law against it, uh, so nobody could come and arrest you for doing it. 13 states explicitly prohibit syringe services programs. That's uh, Alabama, Ar Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, Texas, and Wyoming. And then uh, 33 states and the District of Columbia have laws that explicitly permit them. But even then, it depends on the state. Some, st Many states uh, attach a lot of strings because, uh, for example, um, some, some states say we'll only permit four in our state, and they have to be approved every year by the county health department of the county in which we're going to permit them to function. And they, the, the state decides which counties it'll be in based upon the ones that have a higher incidence of uh, drug overdoses, for example. Um, other states, they have a, uh, what they call a one-for-one -one exchange requirement. So in other words, they explicitly say, you can operate a syringe services program, but you can only give a syringe to someone if they give you their use one first. You have to exchange it. Well, that could, you know, if you're really interested in harm reduction, you know, that could be a problem. A lot of these people who come to you, they're on the street, uh, they may not have their syringe with them because, you know, they, they lost it, it, threw away, sold it so that they can get money to buy drugs. So if, if you're not allowed to give it to them unless they can give you the one they have, well, that, that, that limits how many people you can help because the goal really of harm reduction is to reduce harm. So you, you the ideally, you, you shouldn't want to have any any requirements like that. Then some states, like my own state of Arizona, which recently explicitly legalized syringe services programs in in 2021, said that the total number of syringes you collect must equal the total number you give out in any given time period. That's a little less restrictive because you don't have to exchange, but you still got to come up with enough syringes. And what a lot of these places do as a workaround is, you know, they send volunteers out on the street looking for loose syringes and needles, asking if their friends and relatives if they have any used, you know, syringes that they use for their insulin, for their diabetes, and, and basically donating them to the <laughs> syringe services program so that they could show, you know, investigators they have the same number that they gave out. Which itself, you know, imposes risks on those volunteers who uh, are out there collecting syringes. Yeah. and cost, and making it more difficult to operate. Um, to, to their credit, the current, uh, the Office of uh, National Drug Control Policy, the so-called drug czar, Dr. Gupta, the present one, he's very, uh, very committed to harm reduction, uh, contrary to some of his predecessors. And uh, he, uh, his office convened a team of uh, experts on harm reduction, and they uh, developed 
model legislation for states that want to uh, carve out of their syringe service uh, of their uh, uh, paraphernalia laws uh, provisions to allow for syringe services. And the model legislation uh, minimizes the amount of uh, re of restrictions and strings attached. It, so, for example, it doesn't. They recommend that if you're going to do legislation, you don't have this, uh, you know, one-for-one -one exchange requirement or total number of syringe requirements and things like that. And so, obviously, it's not ideal. I I would prefer that we wouldn't even have to do this. But if, if you're going to keep your paraphernalia laws in place but have some sort of carve-out to allow SSPs to function, you want to have as few restrictions and requirements on those SSPs as possible because you want to let them function. Jeff Singer is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. We spoke at Cato's State Health Policy Summit. It is a new year, and I want to thank everyone who supported the Cato Podcast sponsor program with a gift. You can do so as well, of course. It's not too late. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor, and thank you.